I believe in miracles. Don't say people, I'm doing business here, man. I don't want anybody tells you words and ideas can change the world. percent of what you're saying ain't coming out of your mouth. From failing, you learn. From success, not so much. Keep moving forward. Welcome to the Small Business Miracles Podcast. I'm Jeff Randolph. This small business podcast is brought to you by EAG Advertising and Marketing. We're going to talk about marketing. We're also here to celebrate entrepreneurs. We have marketing news and advice business owners can use to keep moving forward. Um, don't miss our featured interview this time with Casey Riley from the Fat Plant Society. We'll talk to her about that and the benefits of biophilic design right after this marketing tip. Today's marketing tip deals with something we all do, or at least we should all be doing better, and that's listening. I, it doesn't matter who you are, what your role is. If you're in sales, obviously listening to the, the person who is, is on the other side of that, that prospecting call or meeting is, is heard so that you can understand what their, their needs are and address those. Um, but it could also be because you're in HR and you're doing some kind of employee evaluation and you're listening to somebody's concern, whatever that may be. Um, you could have a meeting where you, everyone needs to collaborate and you all come together so that everyone is heard. Listening is one of the things that we don't get right very often. Being an active listener is good. Being an act- active listener helps because you're you're listening, you're giving verbal cues, kind of like I do all the time when when we're doing a, an interview with with a business owner and I'm interrupting all the time. Like, uh huh. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Those those kinds of things. You're you're showing that you're paying attention, um, but you can also be asking an open ended question. You could be um, nodding and and paying attention. You could certainly be off of your electronic devices while you're doing that, so you give them the time of day. Why are we so bad at listening. And it turns out there are three big reasons why we typically don't listen. And all it takes to get it right is just to pay attention and and know that this is what you should be doing, that you should give that person um, the respect and benefit of, of actually paying attention to them. One of the reasons we don't listen is because it's a repeat problem. Um, Imagine you're in customer service and you've heard that same problem over and over again. I can solve this problem in my sleep. So we stop listening. We, We listen just enough to hear what that issue is and then we stop listening at that point because we can already solve it. I'm, I'm already six six yards down the field ready to solve your problem for you. I'll just wait for you to catch up. Um, and others just having experience. You can imagine if you are a, a physician, you're a doctor, and you're you're you know listening to a patient, and you're having having them describe what their symptoms are. And those symptoms are I can't smell or taste anything. Well, obviously, I stopped listening because I heard. That you have COVID is is basically what I heard. So I'm going to stop listening at that point. I'm not going to you know say anything else. Or I'm not going to really pay attention to any of the other symptoms that you're speaking about because I already have diagnosed what the issue is. If we stop and we just pay attention and we listen to what that that the rest of that story, there may be something very very valid in there, very valuable piece of information that we can stop and pay attention to. And that may change the way that we respond. Um, The other, the third reason we don't listen is a heavy workload, right? I, I have six other things to do. I have, I have other things that are priorities and I may be under the gun. I may have a, a deadline. We're stressed and when we're stressed, it's tough to hear what's happening. We're, we're focused on the chaos and productivity. And to, to, to me, you are an interruption and nobody likes to feel like they're an interruption. So 
if we give everybody the attention that they're due and we stop, as difficult as this can be in all instances, just stop and actually actively pay attention to what they're saying. Listen and hear it. Repeat things back to them and in summary so that you hear you you are on the same page and you're saying, I understand what you're saying. Here's here's what I think I hear you saying. So many different active listening techniques that, that we can employ to show that we're listening, not not just um, on paper, but actually show that we care um, that, that we actually care about you and what you were saying to us. That will help us move forward. So um, go ahead. Give it a chance. See if you can listen. And thanks for listening to this tip. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. You may have been walking around your your favorite locations in Kansas City, like like restaurants or sporting Kansas City or a library, and have noticed green walls, moss walls, some with a design, some with a logo, some in a, a set of frames. You've probably noticed that these brightened the room and made you feel good. What you were seeing quite probably came from the Fat Plant Society, which is where this episode's guest comes from. Please welcome Casey Riley, the co-founder and chief marketing officer of the Fat Plant Society. Casey, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. So first, let's let's talk. So full disclosure, we have moss walls. We have three of them uh, in in our place, and. Every single time somebody comes in, they go, wow, like it's a, it's a showstopper. Um, what, what is the fat plant society? What tell, tell us more about that as though, as though we don't have that in our office okay. and know exactly okay. what it is. If you know, for the listener at home. Sure. Thank you. Well, we, we, we'd love to hear that. We, we'd love to hear that, that people like the work. Um, the fat plant society is a biophilic design studio. Mm-hmm. We specialize in real moss for interior design. So, um, Moss, um, biophilic design, of course, is a pretty large and, and, uh, it's, I wouldn't say it's complicated, but it's a, it's, it's a, a deep topic. It's I a mean, deep topic. Yeah. There are lots and lots of ways to approach biophilic design. We specialize in utilizing real nature. So of, of the various analogs and means by which someone could bring biophilic design into a space, we focus on utilizing nature itself. We specialize in moss because it is so wonderfully sustainable. Mm-hmm. It doesn't need to be watered. It doesn't need to be misted. It doesn't require any maintenance whatsoever. So it's a wonderful way to bring greenery, real greenery, into a space without dealing with the maintenance part, mm-hmm. both in terms of budget and time. Now, I've, I've heard you talk about uh, biophilic design because, you know, we we both exist in the same kind of American Marketing Association speaking circles <laughs> and, and other places around that you've you've done speaking. Um, and and specifically on on the biophilic design part, um, you you there are a lot of benefits that business owners and and others, regular humans should know about. Tell me just benefits of, of biophilic design. Why? Why do we care? Why do we want to bring nature inside? Oh, gosh. Um Stephen Keller, who passed away some years ago, um, he was one of the first theorists to really start talking about biophilia. And one of the things that he said that I think is so important and poignant is that we know that not only is nature good for us, but that we actually need it. Yeah. We're sort of biologically hardwired to need nature. We love having green things in view. We love seeing them grow. Um, and the benefits are so, they're numerous. Um, it restores attention. So just looking up and out, if you're, you know, task oriented and you look up and, and away from the computer screen and out, say, to a window that, that has a beautiful tree lined view, or you look up and you see a Pelomos frame within about 40 seconds, 
your attention is going to be restored. Your brain is going to just kind of take a relax and allow you to focus once again on the task at hand. So in that attention restoration piece, it's also improving productivity. Um, but there are other benefits of moss specifically. Um, moss happens to be a noise dampening material. So it's an acoustic material. Ooh, yeah, right. Um, it cleans the air of volatile organic compounds, um, particularly the reindeer moss we use. If you look at it, it's so porous. Mm-hmm. It's cleaning the air of volatile organic compounds. Um, so, so there are, are numerous benefits. But for, for the average person, and, and when I think about your listeners, um, it, it brings greenery and we like to think joy into a space. Um, and, and without, you know, sort of outlining the things that make for a bad space, mm-hmm. we do know that poor building design actually accounts for about 10% of absences of sick days. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Because you're, you're not able to keep. Yeah. So, uh, it reduces the number of sick days. I think that's between two and four thousand dollars per year in savings because for not, um, you know, ha- for recapturing sick days from employees that didn't take them. Exactly right. Exactly right. So when you think, you know, I mean, we've all had that moment where you, whether it's a meeting, you know, you, you wake up in the morning and you think to yourself, oh, I don't want to go to that place. Yes. <laughs> we don't want that place to be the office, you know, yeah. where you go every day. We want that place to be the place where you think, oh, okay. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go to work and there I'm going to see my, my, my teammates and, and my coworkers and my colleagues and, you know, possibly some friends. But I'm also going to see some greenery. I'm going to have a better experience than I would. Um, you know, the isolation we all experienced during the, during the pandemic was not insignificant. Right. Um, I, I know my ideation suffered for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, the, the idea behind it is that, is that you want to create a space that people look forward to, to going to. I I caught a stat uh, from I think it was just honestly from one of your blogs uh, that you did. That was thirty three percent of workers say the office environment itself influences whether or not someone wants to work there, yeah. and that if if your environment has plants and is bright and lively, you get like you know that is preferred by two thirds of respondents. Yep. So you walk in for an interview, and if the place looks like and here I'm just saying yeah. EAG has like you know moss walls in places. <laughs> You should want to be here, and I think people do. So. Well, and I love yours. Yours are positioned so that you know when someone the minute they walk in the door, that mm-hmm. greenery greets them. And and I I just I love everything about this office. I love everything about this building. It's 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 staggered rooms. It's it's just there's so much color and and it's vibrant. It's a it's I look forward to coming here. So well, I, I I know later I may ask a question about a, a favorite project or something. Like that, but <laughs> I, I don't want it to be this one. I want you know you should. I'll I'll try to be I'll try to be impartial. Try for something else. I'll try, but yeah, you know, people, you want you want them to look forward to going to a place, and and you know, I think with regard to whether it's um, recruiting Mm -hmm. or retention, you know, I I know my takeaway from people who have plants or have green or just have taken the care to create an environment that is productive and happy and and can you know conducive to both task oriented work as well as as collaboration. When that's, when you don't see visual cues that tell you that that's in place, Mm -hmm. to me, that says that this might be a place that doesn't care about me either. Mm, Yeah. And, 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 you know, that's now granted, I'm, I'll acknowledge my own bias that that might be my bias, but I'm thinking if, if you don't care about the place you're working, then how do you care about the people that work there? 
those two things tend to go together for me. Fair, fair. Um, when when you're doing projects like this, you're you the tell me tell me kind of the the scope of the different kind of projects because I know you do uh, not just the walls, but like there you can do your logo in a um, in in moss. You could that's a a very customized kind of piece, but you also do frames and stuff. Tell me what yeah. what does the the product line look like? Well, um, we um, what is possible? In <laughs> well, anything moss, anything, just about any. It, truly, um, it's you know, one is hard pressed to think of what what you couldn't do. Mm-hmm. You know, um, one of the one of my favorites truly is a project that we did for VMO VMO oh. YNR. Yeah, excuse yeah, yeah. me, VMO YNR. They wanted a heart. And it's a, it, that heart was, oh, my stars. It's five feet wide and three feet long. And it's comprised of metal. Um, that was, it was a wonderful, fun project to work on. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's a giant heart with Kansas City right there in the center. Oh, wow. And, and so that, that was what VML wanted to do as, as that VML YNR change was taking place and they were bringing in visitors from across the globe. Mm-hmm. They, which I love, wanted to show their Kansas City pride. They wanted to, for people to associate, you know, especially those who might not be familiar with the, the, that abbreviation, KC. So that was something they did as they flew everybody in from all over the world to have them meet here in Kansas City. Um, custom projects like that, um, all the way to large full walls. Uh, oh, we, yeah. we had the wonderful opportunity to create a full wall that goes around a corner oh, man. out at Sporting KC. Oh, I, I, I think I saw the, the Sporting KC one on, on Instagram. Mm. Um, same, same with, uh, there was one at, uh, Fresh Karma Dispensary here in town, um, where it wasn't just the wall. Cause I, I think dispensaries love that for all of the, the greenness that it's bringing in, but, um, the light. You had it was there was there was a, a hanging light, a drop light, and then a circle of of moss and and just vibrant green life around the light. That's, yeah. Is is there nothing you can't do? I guess. <laughs> well, then thank you. I, I, that, those are really fun to create, and actually, it's kind of an interesting story behind that light fixture. Um, the wood that's used for those, um, we work, that's a collaboration between ourselves and, uh, another Kansas City company, HKN Design. Mm. And what HKN does is they actually utilize recycled drum drops. Ooh. So when you think about the, the construction of an orchestral drum, mm-hmm. um, there is, you know, there's, with any production, there's always going to be a little bit of waste. And so this, this wood that's being used to create these drums, this, you know, when they, when they slice it off the top, you end up with this kind of, you know, this curved wood. Um, and what HKN does is they just go ahead and they take that curvature a little bit further and they've created these beautiful wood, you know, circular frames that one afternoon we got to thinking, Hey, <laughs> Hey, turn it over and see what can happen. You know, mm-hmm. but there's probably no place we haven't tried to stick moths to see what would happen, um, you know, up to and including outside, um, you know, just, just, just so, so we know, right. um, what, you know, what it does and, and it's a, you know, it's a rootless plant. So it, you know, it, it's a very interesting organism in and of itself, but, um, an led strip, um, and we worked with, that was a HKN design, deluxe lighting and electric and ourselves. And those fixtures are also, they may be seen at Tower Tavern. Tower Tavern's got those for, oh, for okay. our Tower Tavern fans. That's in their, um, in their event room and, and at their location up on 31st Street. And yeah, that was, I, that was, I, I gotta admit. I, I really, I'm partial to those light fixtures. I really uh, like, them. you know, I, if it, it, it bears repeating, I think that, um, if you're hanging something upside down, 
it becomes very difficult to water that. And because this doesn't require water, it exactly. doesn't have that same, same upkeep and maintenance thing. Exactly. Um, that's, it, it is a fascinating product. So we know what the Fat Plant Society is and, and what you do and the benefits of biophilic design. Um, I want to shift a little bit and talk about promoting the business because we're, of course, we're talking to business owners here. Um, because I have also heard you speak and I know that, um, you you talk at length about content marketing. How let's talk a little bit about how you promote the Fat Plant Society, the kinds of things that you do, because you also have that chief marketing officer hat on. So tell me tell me about content or or the kind of marketing that you do. Well, it was uh it was interesting. When I first started writing about biophilic design, it was not a commonly used word yet. Most people, I would say nine out of ten people had never heard of it, didn't know what it was. You know, didn't know anything about yeah, it. Term term that's been around since the seventies, and and yet, and yet, nobody qualifies for those keywords. No, <laughs> it's true. Thank you. It's true. So so the content that I was creating and just explaining what is biophilia. And biophilia means basically, you know, it's a love of life mm-hmm. and things that are living. Um, you know, biophilic is you know of life. So it it was very frankly, I don't want to say easy, but. It was kind of a no-brainer to just explain that terminology, just kind yeah, of start yeah, yeah. with the basics. And so those posts, there's a couple of posts that I consider foundational for for the content, and mm-hmm. and I try to be diligent about updating them annually. Yeah. Um, the first one is is uh, moss walls versus living plant walls. Which one is best for your needs and desires? Oh God, yes, yes, please. And isn't it surprising that that the mm-hmm. SEO world would even take that head that that had had you mm-hmm. know that title is long. Um, but, but it also speaks to how we feel about plant. And I really mean it. The title is not only for SEO purposes, it also reflects how we feel. Right. We, we adore living plant walls. We think they're absolutely wonderful. Um, but we want to spell out for people, which one is best for your needs and desires. What are you trying to achieve and, and which one of these is going to work best for you? Yeah. Um, and so that one, that was a, and then the other article that I would think of as a foundational article is the article that explains those terms, mm-hmm. biophilic design, biophilia, biomimicry, mm-hmm. you know, what, what are these terms and what do they mean? And, and why do they matter? Oh, yeah. um, and, and what's been wonderful is in the, since 2016, the interest in these topics has oh. grown exponentially. You know, it was, it was, it was surprising. More research is done. We find out more about why biophilia matters, especially in a working environment. And so people start looking for it more. Your content is there ready to go. That's a, a, a delightful way to go. And you're, uh, one of the things I like about the kind of content you put out is that you're educating, right? You're, you're talking about the benefits of, of the, the whole program. You're not you know, super hardcore sale, you know, here's, Hey, have you ever thought about having a logo in your, you know, made <laughs> yeah. out of plants? And yeah, know, it's, it's not that you're, you're teaching, you're educating. And yet all of the content sells, like it, it, it makes the point for you. You're, That's you're good. doing those things. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that's just, I mean, you know, you, you want to write, you want to write what you, what you know, first mm-hmm. of all, and you want to write who you are. Um, it's, you know, William Birnbach, uh, DDB Worldwide, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. okay. 
Doyle, but, Doyle Dane Burnbach. Exactly. That that guy, uh-huh. he's he's done a few things in his life. Right, he's, right. he's got a few notches on his belt. Um, he said that actually, um, he felt that good communicators have a particular insight into human nature. Mm. And that it's, it is that insight into human nature and sort of understanding how people want to be spoken to and spoken with and spoken about. You've got that insight and that, that that's a really vital skill to develop because then it will improve all of your communication. So, yeah, yeah. you know, you want to, you want to, you want to write, you, you want to patronize, you want to educate, but not patronize. Yes. Right. And, and you're, you're, you're putting out content um, that, you know, you're, you're sharing in different places and everything. Um, but the other thing that I like about what I just heard was that you, you know, you have this foundational content, you, you know, that's foundational content for your website mm-hmm. and you don't have to rewrite new content all the time. You update the current content. You, you, you can just improve the thing that's there, update it with new information, make it longer, make it more of a, a you know, real solid piece on the website. And that's doing the work for you. You don't have to come up with 10 new ways that you've never phrased it exactly this way before um, to say the same thing. So yeah, exactly. Great job. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Well, you know, it was uh, the other thing that, that I think has been beneficial was, and there's a big debate as I'm sure, you know, do we keep dates on our, on oh, our articles yeah, yeah. or do we, do we strip it of dates? Mm-hmm. You know, what to do, what to do. Um, Many people, when they go to look for articles, they they want to see something is f- fresh. Fresh, yeah. You know, no. Is this from 2016? Because the world has changed. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, 2019. So then there's the pre-pandemic, exactly. post-pandemic world. So you go, oh, wow, 2019, is it? So um, that was what sort of pushed me toward updating those articles because mm-hmm. I want. I knew the content was still relevant. I I did genuinely refresh the content and I would do fresh research and I would, you know, because I wanted to, that the, the links, and I'm always very careful to cite and link and, good, you know, good. give everyone the, the credit that they well deserve. Mm-hmm. But I want my con, the, my links that I'm utilizing to be relevant and, and fresher as well. Mm-hmm. And so again, when we, you know, when we look about, when we think and look at our environments, our physical environments pre pandemic versus post pandemic, mm-hmm. I mean, I think Many of us really, truly conceive of our environments very differently than we used to. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. So, you you uh, share this content out. I know, I I know, I follow and see things on Instagram and on LinkedIn. You're in, you know, the the social media channels you would expect. Does does one of them play first place and then second place, or do you, how do you how do you yeah. how do you favor one versus the other? Yeah, and 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 there used to be a time where I was try to make sure that I hit everything, mm-hmm. you know, that I was covering every single base, you know, every, from here to the, you know, end of the road, every, and what I have found in, in recent years is that I might be better off focusing on two to three mm-hmm. and doing a really good job with those or doing the best job I can oh, do yeah. with those. And that might mean that others sort of drop by the wayside. Um, the metaverse Meta, meta. So Instagram is is my number one primary. Yeah, yeah my v- primary. highly visual. Um, when somebody sees the Sporting KC wall, for example, you, that that does everything you need it to do. And the whole platform, you know, was designed to be visually focused. Mm-hmm. That's what it's for. That's what it does. That's and and then when Meta decided to marry, and I do thank them for this. I, um, when they married, you're sharing, mm-hmm. you know, and it made enabled me to be able to share that content to yeah, Facebook yeah. at the same easier, time. Easier, for sure. That was handy. I mean, 
I can tell you it's cut hours from my day, you know, being able to oh, do yeah. that simultaneously. And I do now I will say it's important to check. I think it's very, very important to check. You know, you don't just share blindly. Mm-hmm. Um, if I, I know that it's sharing to both platforms, but then I'll go into Facebook and make sure that nothing looks wonky and right, that things right. are appearing as they should. Um, of course there are always glitches and that's what the delete button is for. True. Um, but, but those, you know, picking a few channels in our case, it's Instagram, um, our website itself, uh, and to a degree, LinkedIn, mm-hmm. um, because of course, you know, it's the business audience it, who is buying yeah. and you can, you should be there. Yeah, exactly. And I find that I encounter some really, some content that's relevant to my life and, and, you know, it's, it's serving me up things that, I, so I, I generally, I never open LinkedIn without finding an article that piques my interest yeah, yeah. and, and gives me something. Mm-hmm. So even, you know, that 15 minutes trying to glean as much as I can out of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you, I'm, I'm, I'll take you the, the chief marketing officer hat on, off for a second and okay. you can put on the, the business owner hat. Um, what's the best business advice you've ever gotten? Oh, that's a good one. Talking, talking to those, those other business owners out there. And what, 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 what are you thinking? You're going to make mistakes. That's, 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 I mean, I know that's not advice. It's just a fact. Well, it's, it can be good advice though. That's like, just understand just this happens and you can move on. You're going to make mistakes. Mm -hmm. And, and sometimes those mistakes are going to be expensive. Oh yeah. And, and, and that is not fun, Mm -hmm. but arguably the more I think the, believe it was a, a wonderful person in our lives who shared with us, the more expensive the mistake, the greater the lesson. <laughs> true, true, um, very true. But it, and and I, it sounds like I, it, it sounds like I I belong to the cult of DDB. But um, William Birnbach also said, "A principle only counts when it costs you something." Oh yeah, and I really I, deep. I know it's very deep, and I keep that uh, that quote is on my refrigerator, Ooh. and and it's there for a couple of reasons, mm-hmm. and that me that. It, 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 it all goes into that, that sort of pot of mistake making. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In making mistakes, you kind of figure out where your values lie, uh, and, and who you are and you aren't. So another piece of advice that, that is very, very valuable that we received early on was don't say yes to everything. Because you, you know, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you, you can't, can't, you can't, you can't, you, can't yeah. you know, no one can. And then, and knowing, you know, when not to, but, but I think. Those principles. So in our case, we tout ourselves as a sustainable mm-hmm. and, and environmentally conscious slash friendly, insert any other number of sure. words here. But, you know, we, we, but we want to walk the talk. We want to mm-hmm. make sure that. So we made a decision a few years ago to not source our moss from overseas. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reduce that carbon. The foot. green, yeah, yeah, still being the green. Thing. Yeah, yeah. So, so our moss is sourced entirely in the United States. Um, that has cost us money sometimes. That that has meant at times. Um, sorry, your project. We can't get to your project for at least six weeks, maybe eight weeks, maybe twelve. Because luckily, um, we we know enough about where our product comes from uh-huh. that we know that that it needs. T- to be there, we um, <clears throat> that one has to allow for regrowth. Oh yeah. yeah so yeah. you know you don't want to so it's sustainable exactly because that's important to the whole thing too. We don't want to kill off moss. We don't want to over harvest moss, and we don't. 
and it was it was easy. Although you know, while it it had a price tag associated with it, it was an easy decision for us to dis- not to decide not to ship from overseas. Yeah, because yeah. that's a pretty significant carbon footprint. Well, and I know that like you you use rain reindeer moss yeah. as as one of those things, and and we don't grow as many reindeer as we can. <laughs> if you're going to harvest reindeer to create reindeer, no, wait, that's probably not uh, may not be how it works. I but I'll let you stick. <laughs> yeah. You know. oh. um, it's interesting that that they call it reindeer moss. Um, here in the U.S., because actually a lot of that that moss that many of the producers across the world are using actually comes from Norway, yeah. um, you know, and we, you know, in the land of reindeers mm-hmm. um, and reindeer, reindeer, reindeers. We're gonna have to look that one up. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, okay. So let me let me do this. Um, let's switch to the lightning round. Are you ready for the lightning round? Ooh, here's the. I'm sitting out in my chair. Here's what's happening with the lightning round. You don't have any advanced knowledge of anything I might ask. So we, we gave you broad direction on, on you know, where our conversation might go before. Right. Now you have no idea. And so everything is for real now. Um, these are shorter answer. You can you can soundbite it if okay. you want. Um, if we need to dive into something, we certainly will. Um, but let's let's just let's go into the lightning round. Okay. Ready? Here we go. Um, what's the best part of your job? What is it that you look forward to doing? I, I love working with the moth itself. Really? Yeah. The product? Yeah. And I don't get to do get to. <laughs> I can just, I just felt my husband roll his eyes. <laughs> um, you, you can feel that, by the way. After you've been married for so many years, yeah. you can feel your spouse roll their eyes, even when you're not in the same room. And I should, I should um, pause just long enough to say that um, your husband, Morton Clinta, yeah. is, is the other co-owner. Like, you are, you are both in this together. Yes. We didn't do a good job of, of oh. describing... His role in any way uh, when we started this podcast. So sorry about that. Sorry, Morton. We didn't. We didn't. So oh, I just felt another eye roll. Another eye. Yeah, there it was. One more. There it was. Yeah, and Morton Clinton, um, you know, born and raised in Copenhagen, Denmark. Um, you know, we we chose to return from Copenhagen and found this business. You know, founded this business together, and um, it's it's been wonderful. But. I don't get to, I don't get my hands in the moss as often as I would like. Oh. Um, this week, for example, I had an opportunity, um, on Monday when it finally stopped icing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when it's yeah. finally safe to walk on a sidewalk. Um, I had an opportunity to go down to the workshop and, and finish off of, uh, an installation that we did this week. And I just, it makes me happy that the tactile aspect of it. I love it. Um, next question, your, your Mosswell installations and logo and branding stuff has, has been in some of the coolest places in town. Um, we, we may have touched on a favorite at some point. Mm-hmm. If we had to officially say, this is my favorite project, I would, I would stare at this every day. If I had a new business prospect walk in, I would, I would immediately send them this picture. You should do something cool. Yeah. I, real talk. I really, I struggle to not overpost EAG photos. <laughs> no, because it. no, because again, this I love this. I love this workplace. Mm-hmm. There's just so much going on here visually. Um, again, the staggered work areas, the bookshelves, mm-hmm. the ladder that complements the you know the, the library the, feel. The, yeah, the library feel, just all of it. And then you know the the frame that you've got in in the back of the building as well. Yeah. I, I I like everything about it. Another one of my favorites is River Market Dental. Oh really? Okay. And, and that is um, actually we worked in um, with a, de- a local interior designer, Josue Montes, one dapper Latino, is where you can find him on Instagram, and he created what I call a moss alley. Ooh. So River Market Dental, of course, in the River Market, it's a historic building mm-hmm. like this one, and that's maybe that's my. I love these historic buildings. They just seem to have some 
just character. Yeah. Real character. Yeah. Things happened here. Mm. You know, many things have happened here over time. And, and so they've got a lot of dark wood paneling. Mm-hmm. And he created this one. It's a moss alley. And it's a just a row of um, pillow moss frames, one down the other. And I, I like that project also because... I am petrified of the dentist. Oh, it calms you right down when you're walking back there to get the get the scraping done. Oh, we like to think so, you know. And then you you, you stop thinking about oh, what are they going to do to me? Mm-hmm. And you and you you know kind of you get fixated on that instead. And you, you know you you couldn't see it from some of the dental chairs. It just that I, I like the way that one turned. I, out. Everything you just said, uh, and I, I think this is this is very much the whole um, you know back in touch with nature and and that kind of thing. Everything you just said about that process um, is screen. Temple Grandin to me, and and that she you know created the the cattle shoot yeah. where they don't know what's going on until the very last minute when it's about to be a bad day. Everything screams that you you you've recreated biophilic design and Temple Grandin cattle slaughter into the dentist's office. Well done, Casey. Right. Well done. Right. Everybody, everybody, everything just goes more smoothly when when we're not panicking. Perfect. When we're not frightened and panicking. Uh, next, next question. You are an entrepreneur. Um, what part of your business do you wish you knew more about? Pricing. Interesting. <laughs> Pricing, hands down. Easiest uh, thing to change, toughest thing to get right. Exactly. It's it's complicated. Mm-hmm. It's very very complicated. He, you know, on the one hand, you, you know, you've, obviously you've got to, you've got to earn money. Um, on the other hand, you want to make sure that the product remains accessible and, you know, and then, and then where that overlap, that overlap between branding and pricing, that, that's, and, that's yeah. a talk about a deep and complicated topic. Yeah. The, 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 the case studies of, of brands that put out a product and they charge too little for it. Nobody wanted to buy it. And huh? as soon as they raised the price, it flew off the shelf yeah. because that, it, it can't possibly be this cheap and be good. Exactly. So, yeah. And yeah. the flip side are products that people may be willing to pay far more mm-hmm. for by virtue of the fact that it's considered a luxury item. And so, you know, we, we, we try to find that middle ground between the two. Mm-hmm. Where, where, you know, I, we want, because we feel that biophilic design is so important and biophilia really does make a difference in people's lives, we don't ever want to price ourselves out of the market or become this, you know, super exclusive thing. That's, that's, okay. that's not, that's, that doesn't feel right. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's writing that line. Pricing. Good yeah. answer. Good answer. Um, I'm going to ask you a question about, um, a, a takeaway from from being a professor because mm. we first met at Avila University where you were part of the full-time faculty. I was somewhere between working in the marketing department and, and teaching as an adjunct in the MBA program. Um, but you've also taught English language and business in Copenhagen. Mm. Um, what do you what do you take away from all of that time as a professor? Oh, that's a great question. That's a really good see. That's question. why we do the lightning. That's for <laughs> this kind of thing. Gosh, it's not answering the question. See, uh, because my first response is the thing that I miss most about teaching. Oh yeah, no. In Go general, ahead. is how much it energizes. Me. Oh, I I hear exactly what you're saying. You you're on your toes. You're listening to somebody. You are reacting to whether they get it or not, and you're you're dialed in absolutely. And, and you're you're watching all you know all those nonverbals. And it's, it's, I used to tease my fundamentals of communications course. I'd be like, mm-hmm. hey, everybody, when we do, we do the unit on nonverbal communication, 
By the way, just because I'm standing up and you're sitting down doesn't mean I can't see you roll your eyes. <laughs> see how that works? Yeah. 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 Um, but, but it is, it's all of that real time. And then the, the best part of teaching is the questions that you get, the questions. Yeah. You know, the, the, A, you want people to be engaged and then B, being surprised by a question and, and, and then further being able to say, you know what? I don't know. Let's find out. And then that was, and, uh, and I think about being in the classroom today and, and how technology lends itself so well to being able to do that yeah. when we would, to be able to go through the, the, Hey, you know what? I don't know. And how could anybody know everything anymore? Exactly. Yeah. But let's find out together. And then that gives one an opportunity with the student of, you know, and this mm-hmm. is at any age and any discipline. To really focus on media liter- literacy. Yeah, yeah. So if we're going to find out, let's 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 learn from each other about how we suss out the information that the that the Google machine is feeding us. Right. How right. do we sort through that? And and when you have a, a class that is actually engaged mm. and they they um it can immediately Google something and call you out on you know you got the brand wrong. you said Motorola but it's actually Nokia you know what yeah whatever that is yeah. like they can do that and you have that live discussion where everything is oh man yeah then they hold up their phone to you see and they point at it and go see 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 how wrong you are that's right <laughs> they love that they love that. Uh, that's, uh, this is, this is our last question. We're done with the lightning round. I'll, I'll get you out of the lightning round and we'll say, where can people find you? If they want to know more information, if they want their own everything wall, if they, if they need to de- develop a, a, a green cattle shoot before, you know, the dental practice, yeah. you know, scares you to death. What happens? Uh, the fat plant society. Um, the name was chosen because, you know, we, you know, we, we, we just by virtue of, Appreciating green things, you're a member. So thefatplantsociety.com, at the Fat Plant Society on Instagram and Facebook, and at the Fat Plant Society on LinkedIn. But you can also find me personally. I will I will admit that I utilize my personal LinkedIn more mm-hmm. more than the company. So so if, uh, if you wanted to interact with me, please feel free to find me Casey L Riley on LinkedIn, and 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 you'll see the company name there as well. Well, Casey L Riley at LinkedIn, uh, co-founder and CMO of the Fat Plant Society. Thanks for being with us on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. I had fun. And that is our show. Thanks to Casey Riley from the Fat Plant Society for being with us today. And thank you for listening to the Small Business Miracles podcast. Remember to subscribe, leave us a five-star rating and review, drop us a line on the website at eagadv.com if you have any thoughts. Until then, we're going to be out here helping entrepreneurs with another Small Business Miracle.